0: So much harder to build uh, than a policy solution. But here's something that I think we should remember. A corporation, which generally speaking, has unprecedented access to our data, is telling us to watch out for a government that wants unprecedented access to our data. So it'll be really interesting to see how all of this plays out uh, going forward. And it could come from policymakers in Congress in getting these two sides to the table.
1: Ben Johnson is the host of Marketplace Tech. This story, I'm sure, Ben, we will revisit repeatedly in the next weeks and months. See ya. Thanks. See ya, Kai. A Michigan man was charged with six counts of murder and two counts of attempted murder today after those shootings up in Kalamazoo, Michigan this weekend. The man, Jason Dalton, is his name was, as you've likely heard by now, an Uber driver and appeared to have picked up riders before and after the shootings. Police say the company is cooperating fully with the investigation. The company is defending its screening process for its drivers. But Uber's still in a tough spot, right, seeing as how its business model is basically based on convincing people to get into a stranger's car. Marketplace's Tracy Samuelson looks at where things might go for Uber from here.
0: There are two words in most headlines about these shootings. Uber driver. Scott Galloway is a marketing professor at NYU Stern School of Business. He says the steps Uber needs to take are clear.
1: Three things you have to do. Everybody knows those three things, and they're hard to do.
0: First, acknowledge what happened. Second, make sure it's the top person, the CEO, who publicly addresses these issues.
1: And the third is you have to overcorrect. They have to announce immediately. A series of additional screening tools that they're implementing.
0: This incident is already prompting questions about how Uber screens its drivers. It'll also likely reignite the debate about how they're regulated, says Christopher Kootman. He's a research fellow at the Mercatus Center at George Mason University.
1: So people will most likely look at this and say, well, if only they were treated X-way or Y-way by the regulators, then perhaps this wouldn't have happened. I think that's something that we'll have to see as we go forward.
0: It also doesn't help that this is the latest in a series of issues for Uber. Corey Dade works in crisis management with the PR firm Burson Marsteller. There are issues around the CEO and other executives and how they've dealt with different controversies that come up. There has been criticism in the past over uh, how the company has responded to safety concerns uh, raised by women who've been uh, riders in, in Uber vehicles. There have been concerns about how the company responds to news reports that Uber may think are unfavorable. That matters because a company's reputation going into a crisis is very important for how easily the company can emerge from it, says Paul Argenti. He's a professor of corporate communication at Dartmouth's Tuck School of Business.
1: Because when something bad happens, if there's anything that questions your reputation at all, you're going to get hit much harder. That's just the part of the way life is.
0: If customers like you, if they trust you, it's much easier to weather the storm. I'm Tracy Samuelson for Marketplace.
1: On Wall Street today, pretty much all sunshine and light. We'll have the details when we do the numbers. You hear a lot about the colleges that are based in and around Silicon Valley and how they're responsible for a lot of the things that have happened in high tech the past couple of decades. You hear a lot less about the education that the children of people who live and work in Silicon Valley get. That's in part because it's really two stories. You work at Google or Facebook or almost anywhere else in high tech. You get a decent paycheck and so you can afford to send your kids to innovative and expensive preschools. But a new study shows that right nearby are parents with far fewer choices when it comes to early education for their kids. From KPCC, Deepa Fernandez takes a look at the kindergarten divide.
2: To get a sense of what it's like to be a preschooler in Silicon Valley, I took a tour of two very different communities. I started in Palo Alto, home to some of the hottest new startups that are making, well, loads of money. Homes here sell for, on average, two and a half million dollars, and parents have lots of childcare choices.
0: We're going to take three nice deep breaths all together.
2: Like this preschool that starts the day with mindfulness. It's called the old nice school, breath. and it, it dubs know. itself School Reimagined. Oh, There's savvy technology use, like this workout with a cool basketballer. Uh, beam him in via laptop internet and a huge screen
1: stand with your feet about shoulder width apart like this and
2: And just like good startup culture teacher jen aguilar models that it's okay to fail oh goodness and andy oh wow i made i made two mistakes this morning is that okay